Hello, good morning, afternoon, or evening, everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of Advocats, Lumads and Their Rights. As per usual, I am your host, Vigo, and I am accompanied with... Hello, I'm S. I'm Alisa Santos, and welcome back to the show. For today's episode, we will be tackling on the Lumads' current state during the, the, the pandemic, as well as the problems they are facing in the current day. Not only that, but we will also be discussing what possible things we can do in order to help them. To start off today's discussion, let's talk about their state amidst the pandemic. Take it from here, S. Well, their only real advantage to the pandemic right now is their where they live. Because mostly indigenous people in the Philippines live in rural, uh, rural areas, like away from the city. Mm-hmm. So they're less likely to get COVID. But that's also their disadvantage because it's harder for them to access things like masks, uh, alcohol, yeah, and other protective things. Right? Yep. Plus, they're also not given that much attention from the government since mostly COVID is found in cities. That's where it's most congested. And they're just generally not given that much importance by the government in the Philippines. Ah, I see. Uh, how about you, Alyssa? Uh, S has mentioned the lack of attention from the government and I agree with that because they are the main source of oppression the, like how I have mentioned in the past episodes President Rodrigo Duterte himself is the biggest source of threats against the, their schools and their students for example during his second state of the nation address in 2017 Duterte threatened to bomb Lumad schools, accusing them of teaching communism and encouraging children to rebel against government. Alright, um, yeah, no, I've always find that odd to why they always think that the Lumads are, or the Lumad schools are teaching them to become communists. Uh, well, other than that, it's just a really bad thing that they're attacking uh, students and teachers, right? Yeah, those are kids, and I don't think they really have quite the grasp on politics because they're because they're being accused of being communists and they're they're just trying to learn. They're, these are children. Yeah. I don't think they'd be taught such things. Even if, if oh, sorry, <laughs> and sorry, even, go, go, go. and even if they were being taught uh to like rebel against government, I'm pretty sure. Going to the extent of killing them is unnecessary because aside from being inhumane, you could have, you could have resolved things in a less violent way. Fighting violence with violence, except the violence hasn't even occurred, and you're already solving it with violence. I never understood why they use the military to do these things. If I have to be honest, like brute force isn't going to cut it, right? There are yeah, it's only ways. gonna cause more conflict. Yeah, I mean, than, they than even use the military for pandemic, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. For whatever reason. Um, anyway, back to topic. Well, we've already stated that Lumads uh, and their teachers uh, are being... Uh, are being oppressed by the government themselves. What more can we say about that? Well, um... Back then, I have... I have researched a rappler article back then that that was published back then in September 18, 2020. 
It's called dwindling numbers to med schools continue to suffer closures, attacks during the pandemic. Uh, basically, basically, it has been reported that from March to May this year, SOS Network, a organization who advocates for children's right to education, has document documented 32 attacks on Lumad schools. And these attacks include forced closures, illegal arrests of students, and aerial bombings, according to Chad Bo Aerial bombings? What? Yeah. Which was kind of messed up. Yeah, over the line, honestly. They are... That's not what the government's doing. It's not what they're supposed to do and to take away the right to education of children, especially the future of our generation, is really disappointing to hear. And the future of them, like their cultures, it's kind of killing our cultural diversity as Filipinos since indigenous people are very important to our identity and to just disregard their importance and kill them that's very i find that very wrong and it's only adding to the death of their culture since a lot of their a lot of the parents of lumen kids are sending them here to the cities to say study to become doctors lawyers and things and they're not really able to focus that much on preserving their culture especially since they're mostly stressed about keeping alive yeah, and you know, staying safe they're always under pressure the and you have and the students and s has mentioned the killing of culture which is something that i agree on because mm -hmm. if the government sees them as some some, some uh, as bad people and that's what they preach about basically the things that are from them like their fabrics and other things that they're trying to sell I doubt that people would try and buy the, buy it, so True. which lessens their earnings and their reach to the audience. Yeah, yeah, I'd say they're they don't want to be associated. Yeah. Oh, mm. sorry. No, that's okay. I I was saying that their situation right now is like, uh, let's say, a family. Well, let's say the Lumads are the children, and then the family, the mom and dad, is the government. Like, their situation right now is a child who doesn't have a quote-unquote home because their their parents are, you know, um, sorry for the word, crappy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, Vigo, uh, didn't you also, like, mention to us back then about Luma volunteers in Yupiba? Am I, am I remembering oh, yeah. it correctly? Uh, because of the violence that uh, because of the violence they faced, they ev evacuated to these things called uh, Lumad Bakwit schools. There's one that is uh, situated near an uh, in UP Diliman, and you know, in 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 a way, that's their safe haven for now. They'll still, they'll still get ragtag. Not yeah. quite as safe as yeah. we'd hope to be. But it's since they're still getting yeah, ragtag. It's their safest bet. Um, it was it, okay. The school is where. Uh, they teach uh, the their culture to the next generation. Um, they teach them farming and their rituals. Uh, I think they also teach them dances, right? Yeah, ah, I see. Because my concern is apparently in the same article that I have read, uh, Lumad Bakwit school volunteers in UP Diliman have been getting texts from anonymous numbers that 
said, mag-ingat, mag-ingat, ginagamit nyo lang yung lumad, baka kayo na ang susunod. Which is very concerning since, as you said, it is like a safe haven for them. What would, what could happen if the, these were lost? Yeah. What would happen it's to the culture? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Uh, in a sense, that's, uh, I have gained a lot of respect for uh, teachers who actually teach uh, the lumads because of the many things they have to face through every day they, they get they get harassed online so many times just because they're trying to teach uh, a generation whose culture is about to die which is an awful even, thing oh yeah even like just supporters of like protecting lumads if you post about say lumad rights you're it's there's just fear of getting a message like that even you're if bound to get that one dumb nobody. Facebook comment, yeah. True. <laughs> uh, Threats. Yeah, which is horrible. Well, uh, do you guys have anything else to add on to this discussion? Well, that's it for me. As yeah. the only thing that I would like to remind our viewers is to please keep advocating for Lumad rights. Not all of them are communists, okay? The children, <laughs> really they don't. Yeah, they don't deserve to die. Even then, you could resolve it peacefully, okay? So, like, don't listen just because the government says so. And it's like, extrajudicial killings. It's never correct. It's never right. Yeah. And Get your yeah. information from the right sources. Basically. And vote. Vote for a good president <laughs> in 2022. Yeah. The Please. The one that doesn't <laughs> use violence. Uh, well, uh, with all this being said, do you guys have any possible ideas on how to help them so that the viewers and you know, us as students know what to do? So we as students and the others know what to do. There you go. <laughs> well, we actually know someone who can connect us with a Lumet speaker who can come onto our podcast and talk about their experiences. And um, with with this... We could actually help them by interviewing them because we get to see more of their side. We get, we could get we get to hear more of from them and their perspective. And if we gather enough of those interviews, it could serve as proof that Lumen people are actually nice and that they and don't deserve any of the violence they're receiving right now. And they could actually teach us more about their culture aside from their experiences with the government. That like too, it could spread outside since mostly our sources on their culture is from internet articles it doesn't feel mm-hmm. as personal and having someone to tell us with first-hand experience it would be very beneficial i think it would definitely feel more natural and probably more informative and fun oh, mm-hmm. and more personal i mm-hmm. know a couple of people that actually interviewed um Lumads before the pandemic happened, so we could get them on the show as well. Anyway, oh nice! A fun idea I had that might help them with their thing. I was mm-hmm. thinking, maybe we could invite them over to CIIT, right? Oh yeah, hold an yeah. event for them yeah, or something. It's actually great. Or you know, I was thinking like if it were face to face and we would have classes, uh, that'd be. Sp- They'd, they'd come into our class and, and see what uh, we do, and then we could go back to them and you know, see what they do, right? They could <laughs> even teach in fashion. Yeah. Maybe yeah. beadworking. That would be yeah. sick. That's actually great. Beadworking. 
nice idea. Since their culture has a lot of artistic parts on it. Yeah, and we mentioned like, in the dances. last episode how much we love their design so much. True, that we even use it on our website and patterns. Yeah, yeah. we took inspiration. Yeah, and maybe with the knowledge uh, we learned from the experiences of that event, or if that of that theoretical event as multimedia artists we could um yeah we could actually make something very creative that's per- that 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 says a powerful message about them right mm-hmm. yep like oh, maybe a video music videos posters things like that anything we could spread online to stop people from yeah. being prejudiced or something yeah. changed like the whole stereotype as well yeah it'd be a great difference for once so yeah um that's one of many things we thought of oh no it's the only thing we thought of right now <laughs> 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 anyway um anything more to add not nope. really. no, not 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 any none for me <laughs> <laughs> all right well look at the time we're almost reaching the 15 minute mark i this is where we say our farewell. Again, I am your host, Vigo, and I am accompanied with... I am S. And I am Alisa Santos, and we will see you on the final episode tomorrow! Bye! Goodbye! Bye! Bye, <laughs> Byers. <laughs> <laughs>